Welcome, friends. My name is Debbie Lawrence, and this is Episode 3 of the Compassionate Leader School Podcast. Today's episode is dedicated to the business leaders I work with who live in a kind of tug of war between wanting to alleviate some of the often heavy workload on one side and battling their fear of losing control on the other whenever they delegate a task or responsibility. And I get it. In the business world, it can feel like rolling a dice whenever we ask someone to do something for us. We're trusting and really hoping that they're going to come through and do it exactly the way that we want it done. But the truth is, we all have stories about the time we delegated and the employee either, number one, didn't do it at all, number two, misinterpreted our instructions and did something very different, sort of their own version of what they thought we were asking them to do, number three, the end product was incomplete, or four, the quality just wasn't there. Add to that the reality that we're working to manage client expectations, respond to budget constraints and time constraints, and uphold our company's professional reputation, and you start to see why delegating is not for the faint of heart. Here's the good news. As a business strategist and coach, I have concluded that one of the main reasons a manager may have had a negative experience when delegating to an employee is because they don't understand there's actually a strategy to delegation. In this episode, I want to share with you the science and the art of delegation. I want you to walk away with a crystal clear understanding of what it takes to be an effective delegator. I want you to know what to delegate, who's the best person to delegate this to, and what to do to make sure the outcome is exactly the way you need it to be. So here we go. The first thing you need to know is that there are different levels of delegation. I used to teach about five specific levels of delegation, but recently I identified an additional level. So moving forward, I would say to you, there are six levels of delegation for you to consider. Everything from please do what I ask you to do and nothing more, right up to please just take care of this and you don't even need to follow up with me. Let's start with level one. Level one delegation is please do what I ask you to do and nothing more. Delegating a task at this level is ideal when what needs to be done is very straightforward and can be easily handled by the individual you're going to approach and ask to take it on. In other words, you want your employee to do exactly what you ask them to do, nothing more and nothing less. Choosing to delegate at this level is ideal for entry-level employees who are either new to the workplace or new to the roles they've taken on. It's also a great starting point when you're working with contractors like a social media consultant you might have hired and you're working with them for the very first time and you don't have the luxury of knowing how well they follow instructions or what their follow-through is like yet. Finally, it's also a good strategy to use when you have an employee who's taking on a new responsibility or in a new role. In other words, this do what I ask you to do and nothing more approach is for those times when you are clear on what needs to be done. There's little or no wiggle room and you just need someone to do it. 
This reminds me of my client, Andrea, who was responsible for organizing an important presentation and needed help from her team members. When it came to booking the meeting room, she decided to delegate the task to Mark. In setting this up, she met with him and basically said, Mark, here's what I need you to do. Call the Delta Hotel and confirm that we want to book the waterfront boardroom for this date and this time. Tell them we'll get back to them by Friday morning with the catering details. I've already spoken to the sales manager and know that they can accommodate our request. They've just been waiting for our confirmation. So that's all you need to do. When you take this approach, what you're not saying directly, yet mean all the same, is do not deviate from my instructions. Just do as I say. How you choose to word this is very important. So let's break it down. You started with, Mark, here's what I need you to do. Call the Delta Hotel to confirm that we want to book the waterfront boardroom for this date and this time. Tell them we'll get back to them by Friday morning with the catering details. This is where you explicitly tell Mark exactly what you want him to do. And then saying, I've also spoken to the sales manager and know that they can accommodate our request. They've just been waiting for our confirmation. That provides some context for why you've chosen level one delegation without having to proclaim, I'm delegating this at level one. And then by adding, so that's all you need to do, you're setting clear boundaries that establish his degree of autonomy and decision-making, which in this case happens to be none at all. That's what level one delegation sounds like. Moving on to level two delegation, this is all about Please look into this for me. Level two is the right fit whenever you find yourself in a place where you're not ready to make a decision about what action to take because typically you need more information. You also know you have an employee who can offer support by doing some initial research that'll help with your decision making and you want them to do some basic things first and then report back to you. If we go back to the example of Andrea and Mark, Andrea could have asked Mark to check out boardroom availability at two other hotels, including the costs. That would sound like this. Mark, here's what I need you to do. I've already spoken to the Delta Hotel about booking their boardroom for the presentation on this date and this time. Would you please call our contact at the Marriott Hotel as well as the Holiday Inn and see if their boardrooms are available and what the cost would be? I'd like to make this decision by 4 p.m. today, so please report back to me as soon as you have all that information, and then I'll tell you what I want you to do. Again, you're being very clear. Mark, here's what I need you to do. As well, given you're the person who's delegating this task, remember it's up to you to make sure that your employee understands every step of their assignment. Saying, I've already spoken to the Delta Hotel about booking their boardroom for the presentation on this date and this time. Would you please call our contact at the Marriott Hotel as well as the Holiday Inn and see if their boardrooms are available and what the costs would be? You're being very specific with your instructions. Not only have you indicated which hotels you want Mark to contact, but you have clearly indicated that you want him to call them, which implies that emailing or texting the contact person is not an option. In other words, you're clarifying the scope of the task. Then by adding, I'd like to make this decision by 4 p.m. today, so please report back to me as soon as you have all of that information and then I'll tell you what I want you to do. You're establishing two critical 
expectations. One, you're letting Mark know there's a deadline of 4 p.m. today. And two, you're making sure he knows you're the one who will make the decision. Therefore, it's very clear to Mark that he's not authorized to take any additional action or make a final decision about the hotel booking. All right, next we have delegation at level three, which is the I'd like your input before I decide level. The key difference between levels two and three are that in level two, you were just looking for information, but you didn't ask for Mark's input. At level three, one level up, your instructions remain the same, except rather than just asking Mark to report back with the details he's gathered, you let him know that you'll be seeking his input. So this time, you would add something like, Mark, once you have that information, I'd love to meet so that we can talk about what's available, what the costing is going to be, and where you think ideally we should host this presentation. That's because level three delegation is used when you have an employee who's demonstrated a certain level of skill, critical thinking, and dependability, but they have either only had the opportunity to do this on a couple of occasions, or maybe they've been inconsistent with their follow through. So you're cautious yet hopeful that they'll be able to perform at this level. It's how we coach our people and gradually elevate them all the way up to level six. Now we've reached level four and level four is called the I want your recommendation level. You will know it's time to delegate at level four when you identify that you're working with someone who you see as having leadership potential, real leadership potential. By coaching them, you're working to strengthen their decision-making skills, their critical thinking, and their ability to make strategic decisions. The common mistake that leaders make is when they're all excited by someone's potential and rather than safely nurturing them through this level on to level five and then eventually to level six, they just jump right to delegation level six, which often leads to disappointment. Instead, by delegating at level four and then elevating them to level five, and eventually level six, you minimize their exposure and your company's exposure to risk and sometimes an unwelcome outcome. If we go back to our previous example, not only would you have Mark do research and then seek his input, you would ask for his recommendation. And in doing so, you'd want him to explain his rationale or his thinking behind the decision he's proposing. In addition, Chances are at level four, you wouldn't have to dictate which hotels or even how many hotels to contact, as you'd want to see how Mark would approach this task. Decisions about how many hotels he contacted, who he chose, and why would give you a lot of valuable information about Mark's growth and development at this stage. Remember that you're still reserving the right to make the final decision, so it might sound like Research the hotels, Mark. Outline the options, including the cost um, uh, of each location, the pros and cons of each, and then make a recommendation. Give me those pros and cons, and then when you think you know which one we should go with, tell me what you think and what we should do and why. 
If I agree with your decision, I'll give you the green light to book that boardroom. I call this the PAR principle. P-A-R. P, you know the problem that has to be solved. A, you're looking for Mark to explore the alternate courses of action and identify the pros and cons of each. And R stands for the recommendation you want Mark to offer to you. Given that recommendation, Mark will have to convince you that this is the right decision. If he's done a good job, you give him the go-ahead for the booking. And if his recommendation needs to be tweaked a little or modified, now you have an opportunity to create a learning experience for Mark uh, with some really good coaching from you. Now we have level five delegation, which we call take care of this and follow up with me after. Level five is perfect when you want to develop leaders who are demonstrating great potential. Delegation at this level empowers them with decision-making experience, and it'll give you plenty of opportunity to assess how well they are doing. So again, back to Mark. If you were delegating to him at level five, you would outline the specific needs for the presentation, and you would ask him to make a decision on his own, to go ahead and book the boardroom and just give you an update once it's all done. So you might say to Mark, here's what I need you to do. Make the best decision you can, book it, and then either keep me apprised of your progress or share the details once everything's in place. Here, you're making it clear you expect Mark to act without waiting on you. If you ask him to keep you apprised uh, about his progress, it would be because typically that's going to be a task or a responsibility that someone has where there's lots of moving parts or it's a long-term project. And look, this is the first time in this process where you've actually completely taken your hands off the wheel. In order to do that with confidence though, you need to be sure it's someone you can trust to act on your behalf. Also remember that this is not the time for you to second guess their decision, especially in cases where there's no going back. Another way to use level five delegation is for situations where the outcome is not critical and you'd like to see how someone on your team might handle a more challenging assignment or how they would make decisions when they're given more autonomy. An example of a time when you might choose to do this is if you wanted to have a lunchtime birthday surprise for one of your employees and you asked Mark to just take care of all the details. Finally, you have level six. This is the top of the scale. It's known as please take care of this, period, full stop. The highest level of delegation is perfect when you have complete confidence in the other person. It can also be used if it's an assignment that needs to be handled, but you're not heavily invested in the resolution. An example might be asking your admin assistant to order colored file folders, but the specific color doesn't matter, or trusting your social media specialist to choose photos from a folder of pre-approved photos for daily Facebook posts. Basically, what you're doing is handing the entire project or task over to someone else and stepping out of the way. Going back to Mark, you might say something like, here's what I need you to do. Make whatever decision you think is best, Mark. You don't even need to report back to me. I'm just going to assume that it's all taken care of because I have complete trust in your skills and abilities and your decision making. So there you have it. The six levels of delegation. 
level one, please do what I ask you to do and nothing more. Level two, please look into this for me. Level three, I'd like your input before I decide. Level four, I want your recommendation. Level five, take care of this and follow up with me after. And finally, level six, please take care of this. On a final note, always make sure that you uh, communicate your expectations and that you're very specific with your uh, instructions. Make sure the person you're delegating the task or responsibility to has all the necessary resources and information. Be very clear about how much authority and autonomy you're giving them. Give them whatever space they need to do what you've asked them to do based on the level of delegation they're at. And ultimately, provide feedback and coaching and support as needed. Okay, compassionate leaders, here's your take action challenge. Listed in the show notes is a link to a freebie resource I created for you, and you know I love to develop those. It's a great diagram detailing the six levels of delegation. I want you to print it out and place it somewhere in your workspace where you can see it. Then, over the next couple of weeks, as you're delegating tasks and responsibilities to your employees, stop and consider where they are in their professional growth what the nature of the task or responsibility is, and decide at which level you're going to be delegating. And as always, I want to hear how it went and whether you're able to shift away from being fearful of losing control because you're not sure how it's going to turn out and moving more towards making strategic decisions because you've got confidence in what you're delegating and who you're delegating it to. So until next time, here's to giving ourselves permission to show up as open and fierce and compassionate leaders, and always to living life abundantly. Bye for now.